0: This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. I'm Cynthia Graber. In 2015, the NIH mandated that all scientists who applied for a grant had to consider what's known as sex as a biological variable— That is, males could no longer be used as the default in either animal models or in human studies. Grantees were required to provide results that showed statistical analyses for the similarities or differences in males and females, meaning that they had to include both sexes in studies and deliberately analyze them. And if they chose not to include both sexes in a study, they had to defend that position. And
1: so the course of what that has done has made a wealth of scientists Start to explore what they hadn't before, which was the importance of sex differences and their outcomes. And that has opened up, I think, a much greater appreciation for what sex as a variable can tell you.
0: Tracy Bale is a professor of pharmacology and psychiatry and the director of the Center for Epigenetic Research in Child Health and Brain Development at the University of Maryland. She's the editor of a recent special issue in the journal Neuropsychopharmacology called Sex Matters and the author of the introductory review of the special issue. She says that the results of analyzing sex differences are critical.
1: If they're not different, it tells you something. If they are different, it tells you something. So I think that sort of was the impetus behind many people gaining a much greater appreciation for why those studies are important all the way from the level of just understanding just basic foundational biology, all the way up to understanding translational, whether it's developing a new drug target or understanding side effects or disease, uh, that men and women are similar in many ways and they are different in many ways.
0: It's so interesting because as you read in your introduction, these fallacies have led to, say, treatments being tested only on males and so dosing for females being way off or mistakes in the understanding of mechanisms, of the progression of diseases, and of treatments in general. So let's talk through some of the sections of papers in this special issue. It starts with basic biology. What have the authors written about research into DNA differences in neurodevelopment and neuropsychiatric diseases?
1: You know, in the early parts of this special issue, the focus was trying to understand what the evidence was for genes, which, you know, the assumption has always been that X chromosome inactivation then places males and females, right? if Y is not really doing much and the X is inactivated um, on the, for the female, then everything's the same. And that's clearly, especially in the last, probably five years, some really incredible studies have demonstrated that's not the case. That there are many genes that escape X inactivation that are critically important for things like immune function. But now we're beginning to understand even just developmentally that influences the brain there are these key genes. We know from our work that a lot of those even exist at the level of the placenta, that there are genes that are escaping X inactivation that have profound effects because many of these genes have chromatin modulatory or regulatory or epigenetic importance that can have broad effects. And so if the female cell, whether it's a trophoblast cell in the placenta or a neuron or astrocyte in the brain, that those have profound effects on not just baseline transcriptional differences, but it's important to think about responses, right? And that's really where transcriptional responses to a change in the environment, a change in development, right, development is very dynamic. And so if something happens in the environment, if a female cell is different than a male cell and how it's able to respond, that's gonna promote a completely different trajectory. And that's where those first reviews really touch upon that idea that, sex differences are not just about hormones.
0: Next, there are articles about different windows of influence on brain development. Some of those windows occurring even before the baby is born with epigenetic influences that are translated generationally, as well as prenatal influences from stress, trauma, immune responses, and so on that can affect the developing brain. And then you focus on adolescence and puberty.
1: Yeah, really unique windows of brain maturation, very different for males and females, and at the rates of development, males are much slower for their brains to mature and develop than females are, What are those maturational, time points, what do they mean? We have changes in gray matter and white matter. How does the environment influence that and how is it sex specific? And then you have early adulthood, which is something we also tend to forget about that, you know, the brain isn't done cooking yet. And when, you know, kids leave home and go off to college or those early, you know, your early twenties, et cetera, they're also vulnerable periods for, mental health, as well as, as brain maturation and development.
0: And what do these differences mean as far as what science understands thus far about the impact on disease and executive function and even therapeutic treatment?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that those are questions that the field is is now really thinking about now that we've really started to understand these windows. An example, if males are maturing at a, at a slower rate during this particular window of of pubertal maturation than females are what is the difference between a male and a female and what those rates mean? Is it a change in gray matter volume or white matter that's increasing? Is it unique or specific? Are there cellular functions we need to understand better? Yes, everybody understands that it, you know it's the prefrontal cortex and you know it's getting online with the limbic system and the amygdala and controlling impulsivity. We, we sort of understand that sort of generally, but what does that really mean? What is really happening at the level of the neuron and astrocytes and glia and you know, how are um, immune cells and processing, you know, so those things are right where people are trying to figure out what are the normal trajectory and timelines? How are they different between males and females? And what does that mean? Well, it means that if something is really dynamic, something is changing in a, in a period of dynamic way, that typically means you're more vulnerable. So if a trauma or insult, lack of nutrition, too much stress, not enough sleep, uh, infection, those sorts of uh, changes that, that the body is responding to it, it has a higher likelihood of having a, lo- a lasting influence because the brain is undergoing such a dynamic process, it's more likely to be incorporated. And so understanding when those windows are and how they're different between males and females is really important for understanding that, that vulnerability.
0: So I wanted to talk about the dramatic sex differences that exist across pain and addiction in neurocircuitry and how these have contributed to disparities in treatment and outcomes. What do the review papers on this topic highlight?
1: So understanding you know, the opioid crisis right now, which is why we wanted to include, right, there's, obviously we couldn't include everything across all of neuro, uh, even neuropsychopharmacology in this special issue. So we wanted to focus in on the very relevant topics the opioid crisis brings pain and addiction right to the forefront of that. So typically across addiction, this is true for for animals as well as humans, is that while addiction may be, depending on its presentation, more uh, higher rates in males, in women it's actually the case that women escalate faster from initial exposure to addiction. And what that might mean is by exposure, let's say, for pain, And understanding pain processing is a whole separate thing, right? How women present with pain and process pain information than than men is different. So what that might mean for how they're being prescribed drugs and if women escalate faster, does that make them more vulnerable uh, currently in this opiate crisis? And then as well as how reinstatement or re-exposure, which again incorporates stress, right? So stress in your environment, how even if you have beaten addiction, how you're more likely to reinstate, right, relapse in that environment. Sex differences in both of those rates is also really important.
0: Finally, the review covers sex differences in the aging brain. One example of that is the peak of rates of schizophrenia in perimenopausal women and how it might be a complex interaction among genes, environmental impacts, and hormones. Dr. Bale, overall, what are your thoughts about how scientists are now changing their approach to sex as a biological variable?
1: You know, I always say that um, people aren't interested in sex differences until they are. Meaning, never looked at it before. Oh wow! Now that I've looked at it, it's something really—it's it's a major factor in my outcome. So now I'm interested in it. And I think NIH's mandate to include sex as a biological variable has pushed a lot of investigation toward that direction of uh, of understanding. Yes, there are differences. What do they mean? So if one sex shows a vulnerability to an outcome and the other one doesn't, that's informative, right? That's your risk and resilience right there. If you don't see sex differences in your outcome, that's also informative because it tells you something about when all of those differences are developing and arising and maturating that that doesn't seem to be part of your outcome. So sex differences and not differences, I think, are equally important to understand in our research. And I, I think a lot of that has, has come to the table because of, of this push by NIH to include it as a, as a factor in studies.
0: This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. To read the research discussed in this podcast, go to www.nature.com NPP. I'm Cynthia Graber.